Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Ingram Jones, and today I have a very, very, very special guest. Heather the Heat Hardy. Heather, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you, and yourself? I'm great. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. Um, for people who don't know who Heather Hardy is, please tell us a little bit about you. Uh, sure. Um... From Brooklyn, New York, national champions. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, anybody can YouTube you and click and see who you are and see that you fight. But the reason for my interview with you today is to find out a little bit more about who Heather Hardy is, where you've come from, where you're at, and where you want to go. So let's talk about how you first got into boxing. Uh, sure. I, I actually was in the and just couldn't get me out of the ring after that. <laughs> Wow. So when you first got in the ring, you first had a, had a taste of fighting. Had you ever seen any boxing before? Had you ever been involved in boxing before? No, not in boxing. I'd done a lot of fighting when I was a kid. But, <laughs> so I think I, I was already tough. I wasn't afraid to get hit, which is probably probably the one thing that most girls don't take in the ring with them. That's the only thing. I couldn't fight a bit, but I wasn't scared to get hit. Okay. Now, I, I've read stuff, little bits about like there's some sort of Irish heritage. Have you got Irish heritage or did I misread that? Yeah. My, my great-grandma and my grandma were from Ireland. They came to Brooklyn. They went from Dublin to Scotland for a little bit and then straight to Brooklyn. So we we're pretty much in the same house that my grandparents came across. In. That's fantastic. You may not know that we're actually doing this interview from the beautiful island of Ireland. Is that right? Yes, we're uh, from Sligo in Ireland. Although I'm a Londoner, but I live now in, in Ireland. It's a beautiful place, beautiful place, beautiful people. Yeah. So that's where you got that fighting spirit from, the Irish fighting spirit, eh? I suppose so. A long line of strong women in my family. Did you Have you ever made any like Irish connections in terms of tracking back or anything or come to Ireland yourself? No, unfortunately, I didn't travel. I never even got on a plane until I was in my like just turning 30, so... Um, that's quite an expensive trip to go overseas, so I haven't had the fortune of doing that yet. Okay, so let's learn a little bit more about you as Heather Hardy, the, the fighter. First of all, the name The Heat, where does that come from? Sure, my coach, uh, Devon, gave me that name because I always was, I, I could never really fight as good as the other girls, but I could break them down. So I always fought with a lot of pressure. I'm a real... Uh, so he said, I always bring the heat. <laughs> so that's why you got the name, the heat. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so you've, you're the heat, you're out there fighting. What is your philosophy about fighting? Um, when well, I had my very first fight, my cousin walked me up to the ring and he said, and I remember walking to the ring, like feeling like I was going to the gas chamber. I was like, what am I doing? I was so nervous. And then he was like, when the bell rings, I want you to act like they're dropping a tiger in the ring with you. And... You know, I just, from my very first one, learned how to fight for my life. I fight every fight like it's for my life. You're I refuse a, to lose. You're a natural fighter, a born fighter, because it's not just inside the ring that you've had to fight. It's been outside the ring. I, I read stories that the first house you had was burnt by fire, and the yeah. second house came down by water. I mean, what is yeah. this, trial and tribulation for you, or what? Mm. Well, I was really fortunate. Everyone was safe. You know, my family was all safe throughout both 
So it was never really a big deal, you know. Like we had, a, my mom was living in the church. Um, I, I'm at Jason's gym. Bruce was letting me sleep in the gym. So everyone was all right, and you know, you just keep on keeping on. God, you take that on so so easily. But what is it within you that allows you to be able to deal with these circumstances and situations and still keep going? I think growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Both my parents worked two jobs. Um, it, it wasn't easy growing up. I survived a lot of things that hurt a lot worse than a than seeing your materials materials disappear. You know, personal pain far outweighs a flooded house. So how do you? So what is it that keeps a smile in your face? But inside you may be hurting. What is it that, that, that keeps Heather Hardy still going? What keeps you in the fight? I'm sure there are many women around the world that watch this interview and want to know what's behind the smile. What keeps you going? Um, besides my Irish blood, I think uh, I think I'm just too stubborn to let anything beat me. You know, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm thick-headed. I'm focused on success. I want better for me and I want even better for my daughter. You know, you think of a single parent, I'm not just fighting for myself. Single parents, whether I'm in the ring or I'm just struggling to give my daughter something better than I grew up with, I fight every day for her. So. And I read, uh, I, I read another article it was about yourself and being a single mother. What are the what are the obstacles that you face being a single mother and how did you overcome those obstacles? I'm still overcoming them all. It's so hard being a parent, and when you have to, when you're a single parent, you know, I have a lot of help from my family, my mom, my sister. Her father is still in her life, but when you think a day to day, like I'm not only responsible for her being safe, but for her being a functioning member of society. So you know, everything from doing homework to cleaning up after herself to holding the door at the coffee shop. Um, there's a lot of pressure, and then you know, one thing that. You really don't get when you, when you deal with male athletes is is trying to balance your family and your career, like providing for my daughter and still working full time. It's just it's something all single parents face. Not easy. So okay, now I have to bring the question up. Ronda Rousey. We can't stop seeing Ronda Rousey everywhere you look. You see Ronda Rousey. She's not a boxer. You're a female fighter. You know, in boxing, why is it that Ronda Rousey can get such a claim and you don't? And female boxers don't. What, what, what's happened? What do you think it is? Well, I think I know what it is. It's because Dana White and the UFC um, took a chance on her. They started with Gina Carano and they said, you know, here's a marketable fighter. And then they, they went even further with Rhonda. They, she's a talented woman, and she's attractive. She's marketable. She speaks well. She's strong business-minded. And Dana White saw, the guy who runs the UFC, saw past gender and said, here's an all-around good fighter. She just did an interview where she said, uh, right now, MMA is the only sport where there's no women's MMA and men's MMA. She's not the women's bantamweight champion. She's the bantamweight champion. And I think that's what it's going to take for boxing, for someone to take a chance to see a marketable fighter that can fight, that can be all around good in, in the business sense, 
and give us a chance and put us on TV. We have these big networks that are refusing to televise our fights, and nobody wants to sink money into us. So hold on. Ronda Rousey's attractive. You're an attractive woman. Ronda Rousey's marketable. You're marketable. Ronda Rousey can, is articulate. You seem pretty articulate. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Um, uh, uh, Rhonda's uh, minded Surely you're business-minded too. So yeah. why is it that, that that crossover can't happen? Why is it that somebody in boxing doesn't say, hey, hold on a second. There's, if there is the business the model there with Rhonda, we could do the yeah. same for boxing. Yeah, I've been very fortunate because Lou DiBella is my promoter. And he speaks very highly on my behalf, and he's pushing real hard to get females to the forefront. But it's really going to come to the, the suits who are at the networks, who are in charge of what goes on TV. Yeah. I mean, it's like the age-old problem. They say that women don't draw a large enough audience, but then they won't give us the chance to show that we can. It's been 20 years since females have had that that platform. And I think it's time. I think I, not only to say I earned it, there are a bunch of us who deserve it. So where were you at the times with Layla Ali and, and uh, 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 Riker and, you know, Chrissy, uh, Martin. Adolf, Chrissy yeah. Martin? Where were you in the in the, the golden age? Where were you? What were you doing? Did you watch any of uh, that? No, no, I really was. I, I thought I was going to be the first pitcher for the New York Yankees. I was a... Uh, <laughs> I was in high school playing baseball, not even thinking about fighting yet. Right. I know you also spoke about in, in, in a as a format documentary yourself. Um, you're a very educated woman as well. You were in, into uh, was it uh, uh, forensics? Forensic psychology. Yeah, I went to college. I wanted to join the FBI, but like most women, I got pregnant and then got married and started a life that really wasn't for me. So. I was all put on hold. So obviously there was a breakup, and when you went through that divorce, how how deep did that cut into affect where you were at that time? Because I'm trying to get a picture here so people can see what you've had to literally come through to be where you are now, and not just paint over the fact that oh she's a female fighter, she fights, and just tuck you away into a corner. Oh, sure. I grew up in a really small community, and that's really how everyone did it. You get pregnant, then you get married, then you wait around for your parents to die so you can move into their house. I mean, that's how my old neighborhood was. So when I, I had decided that the married life really wasn't for me, I had uh, um, not a lot of support. From, sorry, I have to plug my phone in. That's all right. I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of support from my community, but I had the support from my family. So I wasn't just going outside the box. I was really jumping off the path that was already carved out for me and trying to walk, one of, make one of my own. So finding boxing, moving out of my neighborhood, getting my daughter into a better school. I mean, these are all things that are really going against the grain, but if anybody can prove it can be done. I mean, I had no money. I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up privileged. I was working four or five jobs just to put food on the table. Some days I couldn't even, I would go home and me and my sister couldn't come up with two eggs to crack for our kids. But it really proves that, you know, in this country, if you work hard and you want something bad enough, you find a way to do it. 
And if I can give any message to anyone, all I had was two hands and I'm making making some pretty big waves for some poor kid from the other side of Brooklyn. <laughs> so the American dream, is it real? It is real and it's a lie. You just gotta want it bad enough. And I think the problem is, is is there are so many places like where I grew up where growth isn't promoted, survival is promoted. People don't think that they can do better. They think that just getting by and feeding the family and making it till tomorrow is enough. So I think that the American dream needs to be pushed a little bit harder. Kids need to learn that there are bigger things out there than just the four walls that you see every day. Okay. So let's now talk about back onto your boxing career. And again, another question. Now I'm looking on YouTube, as we all do, to find out who Heather Harvey is. And I'm doing my research as I do before I and I'm kinda of looking to think, well, I've seen her, I've seen you fighting in some fights with the headgear on. I'm like, okay. So where's all these ladies' professional fights? How comes that your fights are not on YouTube? Well, I'm looking to see them. They're not on YouTube. Why is that? But there's there's loads of interviews with you talking. There's loads of you saying that you 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 know you're you're an ambassador for women's boxing. But there's nothing on. There's nothing to show you when you're fighting. I mean, clearly that 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 doesn't really do you any favors because you you know people can't see what you do as a pro. I know. Um, yeah, my fights aren't televised. But the rights are owned by the promoter, so you won't find too many of them online unless you order them. But um, they show some of my fights on local TV, uh, like network cable, like local cable stations and stuff. But you really won't find much about my my fighting online. Sure, but but that that isn't isn't that not a is that not hurting you more than than than, than helping you? Because surely people want to see more of you. And they want to see you fight. Because you go online, you look for Ronda Rousey, you see Ronda Rousey fighting. That's the thing. Yeah. And and surely at this position where boxing, not even, okay, it's, if it's not being televised or it's not your fights not being shown globally like you'd like them to be, at least let them be on YouTube. Yeah, I I don't I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> That's one thing. Okay, so your last fight. Let's talk about your last fight. Who was it against? My last fight was against. Um, oh god, what was the name? It was like a week ago. I yeah, know. It was at uh, the Barclays Center. If I'm correct, on the Malinaji uh, yeah. Garcia bill. The girl from Budapest. It was. Uh, I really can't believe I don't remember her name. Are you serious, Heather? <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe she didn't um, hit you hard enough. She didn't hit you hard enough. <laughs> I, can, I can remember her face. I, I genuinely can't remember her name. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, you'll continue talking, then you'll remember it. Okay, so I, how did the fight go for you? Uh, it was good. I stopped her. They, uh, she didn't come out after the sixth round, so was pretty good. I was pretty aggressive, accurate with my punches. Every fight I get better. I started boxing so late in life. So uh, every off season is a training time for me. I really don't take time off. I'm not one of those fighters who's already perfected my craft and just goes in and warms up. I'm literally still learning and still improving. And every head of hockey you see in the ring is better than the one from before. So, um, well, that's a positive. Really happy with this performance, but ready for the next one to be even bigger. So when, okay, you fought three times at the Barclays Center, I believe. 
So you were yeah, on the four, you're, three four, times this year. Three times this year. Okay, so you fought on uh, Garcia Malinaji, mm-hmm. and then where else did you fight on? I fought on um, Khan and Algeria. Yep. Yeah. That I was fought. against uh, Naomi Bosquez. Right, and then I fought on Peterson and Garcia. Right. And the fourth fight was going back. The fourth fight was last year. That was my first fight at Barclays Center. That was on uh, Provodnikov, Algeria. Look, so those are four big events. Four big events that you were on, yet nobody's seen your face on it. Yeah. Apart from those who obviously were at the arena. That... It's really disappointing. I tried to get ESPN, uh, like, begged them at the press conference to just, even if they would cover... 15 seconds of the female weigh-in or just make a mention of who the females are on the undercard, you know, to see if it sparks an interest, but I couldn't even get that. Okay, so why don't you get a frame to get, get a camcord and just camcord you fighting? Is that, is that possible? Would that be allowed? Well, the promoter, yeah, I mean, I think we can, but... I know the promoter owns rights to, to all the footage, so I'm not sure where it can be shown or, or what it is. But if surely if somebody's recording themselves. Yeah, I'm sure it can be done that way. I guess that would be a way forward. So, okay, in closing for today, Heather, what do you think? If Okay, if Heather Hardy became the head of women's boxing and you were going to put women's boxing on television, and it would just be on television. What would be your What would be your strategy about going about it, and what would you want to see for not just for yourself, but for other female fighters that us, the media, don't know about and could support you in? Well, here's the thing. This is this is women's boxing, like in a nutshell. Right. Um, promoters, like if you have a, a boxing promoter, they look at prospects, and if if they decide whether or not they're going to invest in a prospect based on whether or not they can get that prospect on TV. Because once you get a guy, after, say, 10 or 12 fights, and you can get him on Showtime, then the, or Showtime, ESPN, you know, Showbox and HBO, they think of the potential. Can I groom this kid so that I can make my money back in a year and a half? Well, when you have the networks like Showtime, ESPN, saying we will not televise female fights. Women aren't seen as investments anymore. So a lot of times the promoters are getting like the bad end of the deal. Like the promoters are like, you know, people will say, well, the promoters won't put us on the cards, but why would they? Why would they? They would be investing capital that they'll never make back. So the, the problem isn't with the promoters that don't want to let women Right. The the problem is with the networks that are refusing to let us go to that next level. And for me, justice is served when all fighters, male or female, are seen as prospects or non-prospects. I don't think that every woman deserves to be on TV, but there are some of us that do. And we deserve the same opportunities that the guys do. Not just every pretty face or good story. I mean, when I first started... I didn't deserve to be on TV. I was a rookie. I was just starting out. And I didn't think I deserved it just because I was good looking. But I do think we deserve that chance. And now my resume shows at 14 and 0. I have everything I should have going for me. I sold over $80,000 in tickets this summer to the Barclays Center. I deserve a spot on TV. So that's my piece. <laughs> that, see, see, see that there? A lot of people will hear that and listen to that. 
I think personally that there should be more boxing media. There's so much boxing media that follows Floyd and, and follows Pacquiao and follows Gennady Golovkin. If you were to get that boxing media on yourself, you know, surely that would help your own personal career. But uh, I mean, other female fighters have got to got to do this as well. They've got to go to the next level. I mean, you, you've you now arranged to do an interview with myself today of one boxing media uh, uh, outlet, which is fantastic. But do you think that more interviews like this and, and you know, getting yourself around all the different boxing media outlets is going to help your um, brand? I definitely think it's not even just my brand, but the sport. Like, well, yeah. I think there still are so many people who are surprised that women are doing this too. So I think uh, we, all female fighters, we owe it to the sport. We owe it to the generation of girls who fought before us and the generation of girls who are going to be coming up after us, we owe it to everyone to make as much noise as we can to let people know that we're teachers and doctors and mothers and trainers and garbage men and, and everything in between. Like, we're here, too. We deserve a shot. Have you ever spoken to any of the previous fighters in that golden age? Like a Layla Ali or anything like that? It no, I never had the privilege of talking to them, but I can understand that how it would be harder for them because now we have social media and we can connect so easily with, with one another, whereas 20 years ago, it wasn't so simple. So for the women like Christy Martin and Layla Ali and uh, Mia St. John, for the ones who actually got their name out there, way harder for them. It was for me who can network using Facebook and Twitter and, you know, have my, my story shared among networks and you never know who you're going to come across. They have to do everything. And so hats off to those girls. Because we definitely have a bit easier now. Do you think there'll be unity with all the fight, the female fighters coming together and saying, look, we want this? I mean, like all the female fighters, from the from the amateur fighters to the pro fighters to the, the world champions, literally all coming together. Not one female doing something over in Mexico, one female doing something in America, another female going over in Europe. I mean, you look like you say, look at some of Cecilia Breakers who's doing pretty well for herself over in Europe. But it seems to be a disconnect from her over in Europe. And then there's you girls in America. It seems to be a disconnect. There doesn't seem that sort of like... And then there's girls in Mexico. And it seems that the girls in America seem to have to go to Mexico to seem to get any TV time. Of course. But again, like, you know, in, in, in all honesty, boxing itself, is, like male boxing, is not as popular here as it is in some of the other countries. So, of course, it's going to be even harder for us because... The sport of boxing isn't as mainstream here as it might be in Mexico or in Germany. So we're fighting a lot of different fights. And as far as women banding together, there are some of us who group together. But it's also a very competitive industry with such few sports. So unfortunately, you see the side of, of that as well. But, you know, you, you think of self and you think of team. So <laughs> I yeah. think... Uh, that, that's very true. It's very, very true. Wow. Wow. Heather, thank you so much for talking to Bayloric TV. I really appreciate it. I know you've just come thank from the you. gym and we want to stay in touch and we want to follow your career more and do regular interviews of you and talk to you and maybe bring you on and get you to talk about other boxing bouts as well. That'd be lovely. Thank you so much.
Heather Harvey, thank you so much for talking to Bayloric TV.